On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we talk a little NFL. We give you the recap from Thanksgiving Day weekend in football, as well as some NBA scores. We talk a little big deal, no thing, including DeMarcus Cousins and his new stop in the NBA. We talk I Get Money, your emails, and so much more. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff. Thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your favorites, your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can also hit us up on Instagram or Facebook at Carolina Sports Talk. If you want to be a part of the show, you can check us out on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. I am excited, excited, excited to be back with you guys today. As always, I want to welcome in my co-host, my main man and yours, DJ Highstar. What's good with it, bro? What's going on, everyone? What's going on, Big Cliff? Cooling bubble. Man, I feel like I ain't seen you in like 100 years, bro. What's been going on with you, man? It's holidays, man. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good, bro. Uh, I was proud of myself. Didn't eat too terribly much. Uh, I was just chilling. Got one little plate. Uh, <laughs> me and my pops almost got into it because he tried me a little bit. He was like, all oh, these dietary restrictions. You acting like you eat like an old man. I was like, oh, whoa, first of all, you're old. <laughs> I mean, the thing about Thanksgiving, the... The spread should be, you know, especially in our community, is is such a a various assortment, in other uh-huh. words, of options that it shouldn't really bother one or the other if you're not eating red meat or not eating pork. You know, if you get in where you fit in. Which is exactly what it was. But um, them being an absolute carnivore of a family. Oh, uh, man. They had the oxtails. Um, they, of course, we had the, uh, the deep fried turkey. Uh, wasn't no chicken or nothing, but everything else had seemed like it had pork in it, man. The, the, Listen, the greens. I was like, yo, relax. I'm, I'm all for um, my people getting the education they need on like nutrition and things like that nowadays. Uh huh. But <laughs> however, some of the older folks, bruh, and again, you know, <laughs> they listen. They they eat the pork, the red meat, all of that with no with no regard. You with know what I mean? None. Well, quick question though, before we get to the to the, the meat and potatoes of the show, um, <laughs> hey. how long do you uh, does it take before you start discarding of your leftovers? So I am of the the belief that I'm gonna give it on a regular year. I'm gonna give it six days type action, and here's why: we already don't cook. Oh, when here's the why, and guy. here's why. Nah, <laughs> so we don't cook a whole bunch of. Um, when it's just me and mine, you know what I'm saying? We don't do a whole bunch unless that's just we having a bunch of people. So if it's just us, we're going to cook enough for one, so two your tub- days. So your Tupperware game is strong then? Where oh, you don't absolutely. have no kind of smells in the fridge? You no. don't even notice it? It's not even on some aluminum foil plates and stuff like that. Now, if it's plates and aluminum foil or, so, or some ran wrap or something, then a day or two most. Gotcha. Okay. But if it's okay. like, oh, we done cooked now, I got things in Ziploc bags sealed. And, 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 and I'm saying, and then, like you said, the Tupperware joints is... Impermeable, like that. yeah. Yeah. So, what about you? 
Yeah, I'm a. Th- this year I realized. I mean, I'm at about a three day. I'm a three day guy. This okay. years, of course, fresh off of the sands and stuff, where I've been a savage. <laughs> you know, or, or like years where I like the first couple years where I had my own apartment, and I would just hoard. As you much know, food from as yeah, many places and as possible. See, weeks and yeah. weeks until you really even discard something that you never touched that you bought home. You know, and it all <laughs> ends up wasted. And see, and I and I hate wasted food. So like, yeah, just the smaller portions, and then we gonna keep it pushing. But real quick before we move on, because I know, I know we got a lot of folks, a lot of uh, good topics really for the show this week. But top three mandatory things has got to be on your plate, plate. for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I like that. I mean, and my my palate has changed, um, but I think three staples that need to be there are macaroni and cheese, mm. yams. Mm. Um, I, like, see, like something like this. Yeah, I didn't have collard greens, so I can I I know Can't that I that can get without. Yeah, because yeah, I, I I substituted that with some other greens. So I I mean I I'll say turkey just to be on the safe side, but really. I've realized this year, whether it's in a pie form or just a regular casserole with mushroom, I mean, uh, marshmallows on top of it, I can't go without some sweet potatoes. I I, I can't. And, you know, oddly, I'm not a fan, bro. Like, but I don't that's eat why sweet you potato- asked me that question. Yeah, I don't eat the sweet potato pies. I don't eat the yams. Good like, for you. Y'all got More it. More for me, right. Yeah, you can have it. So my top three, and I, and I guess it's more specific because, again, I, I was thinking about the question. Here's a sneak peek into <laughs> Big Cliff's new podcast, What's to Eat? <laughs> What's for dinner? Well, yeah, exactly. What's the beef? Except no beef. Uh, no, so fried turkey, mandatory for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Dr. Shannon B. Smith's seafood stuffing got to have it like mandatory and macaroni and cheese like literally and 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 honestly this year that was my plate with the exception of like a little bit of squash and then i also had some uh some green beans because my sister made turkey with the green beans but or put turkey in her green beans other than that that those are the only three and i realized yo this was a real minimalist year for me and i'm and it's I'm not okay bad with that. exactly i'm good you, with that you live to see another day yeah it's not time. it's not horrible um I still, I still engage in gluttony, you know, compared to what I normally do. But okay, yeah. So you you, you celebrated in a way that Thanksgiving was supposed to have been, uh, and in fact, a lot of these games, if as we jump straight into the show, were some celebrations as well. So let's go ahead and start talking about a little bit of the NFL. In fact, on Thursday there were three games. The Bears started off Thanksgiving with a win over the Lions, sixteen fourteen. The Raiders taking care of business against the Cowboys, 36-33 in overtime. The Bills rounded out those slate of games, taking care of the Saints, the lowly, lowly Saints, 31-6. Moving forward in the weeks, the Steelers fell to the Bengals, big 41-10. Dolphins over the Panthers, 33-10. The Giants taking care of the Eagles, 13-7, stopping their three-game winning streak. Um... The Patriots, the surprising Patriots, 36-13 over the Titans. The uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 14, lost 14-21 to to the Atlanta Falcons. The Buccaneers took care of business in Sunday night uh, over the Colts, 38-31. The Jets over the Texans, 21-14. Broncos over the Chargers, 28-13. 49ers over the Vikings, 34-26. The Packers over the Rams, 36-28. 
with the Rams with a three-game losing streak. Ravens over the Browns 16-10. And in Monday night football, the Washington football team take care of the Seattle Seahawks 17-13, handing Russell Wilson his first three-game losing streak of his career. So, bro, of those games throughout, I guess, Thanksgiving and, 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 and through the Sunday weekend, what kind of stood out to you the most? Okay, um, you got you good over there? <laughs> nah, um, you got Russell Wilson's name off without a hitch. I definitely thought you was gonna say Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's the first thing. The second thing, <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson. The second thing is you just went. Yeah, Miami. <laughs> yeah, Miami over the Panthers, thirty-three to ten. <laughs> Zoom on by. Let's, come on, let's take this Band-Aid off slow. Nah, nah. <laughs> At this point, bro, I'm done. Similar oh to Christian gosh, McCaffrey's. You've been uh, done. No, no, I, I, no, no. Here's the thing. I've been close to done. I to think this I've point. been the most consistent Panther fan on this show this year, as in emotionals, emotions. Oh no, it's always a roller coaster with them. When we win and we're doing with you, well, it's a roller coaster. It's, it's it's nerves. Like, okay, when are we going to? It's, I am to say that I am as optimistic in real life. I am pessimistic when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. I always, I, I'm always hesitant to get my hopes up because they always let me down. Uh, and let it be known, I want to make a declaration on the show. I will never draft Christian McCaffrey in fantasy football ever again. Well, I, that brings up a good point, though. Um, takes me back to the the years of Adrian Peterson, mm-hmm. or definitely the year that he got injured, rather not not his not his standout years, but. Running backs stock. Running back stock, unfortunately, is like what have you done? So in fantasy, you end up getting them from what they have done. So right. if you know, or if you're, if you're watching, and you the person that got a Jonathan Taylor, you know instead, you steal. Um, exactly, and you're eating. But it's like because of the value of the running back fantasy drafts, it's like the number one, number two pick has always been a running back. Is that going to change? You think? Is the scope of that going to change at all, or the strategy of that? I don't think so. It's just it, it's going to be a little bit different with regards to who. Think those about top your big boys, are. right? Saquon's of the world, mm-hmm. Christian. You know what I'm saying? You think about a lot of these guys, um, Edwards Hilaire. You yeah. know, and you you're gonna get them. You're gonna draft them because of the name and what they've what they produced in the past. Mm-hmm. But it's a high risk position because they're so. You know what I mean? They're so um, injury injury prone. prone. Yeah, because of the nature of their positions. But again, I, I still think the value, because of the way that the value is set up with standard scoring in a lot of the leagues, specifically in ESPN, the, the running back is still the most value position because um, there's a million and one wide receivers. So I'm not going to, to spend early picks, specifically first or second round picks, on wide receivers because there are so many quality that's ones. Not the, that's not the position I'm talking about, though. You're saying the running back? Well, no, no, no. I'm or saying a quarterback. Exactly. Like because honestly, mm. there's a there's a tier of quarterback that's consistently putting up 30, 40 points a week as but, well. And it's like, do you want to miss that? And, and I'll say this: it it honestly depends on flow. First two rounds, I'm still going running back because if everyone else says, okay. Well, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna grab me a quarterback. If y'all are leaving me all the running backs, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna catch them dubs. Absolutely, um, I agree. And, and so, 
for me, because even in our in our Carolina Sports Talk League, there was somebody who drafted Patrick Mahomes in the first round. Yeah, which was bananas to me. I um, mean, it, a different season, we'd be saying something different. I think. No, because I think even when it happened, then I was surprised yeah. that it happened. Yeah, but I, mean, I think somebody was, drafted Tom Brady as well in the first draft. Yep. Or what, I mean, in the first round. Yep. So we had two quarterbacks to go for early, and so it's just really about that value and, and where people find it. I'm always going to put it on the running backs with with what's happened this year. I'll be more attentive next year with regards to forecasting and who I'm going to pick. But I, I can automatically tell you, Clyde Edwards-Alaire will not be on any of my rosters next year. Christian McCaffrey, unless he's like sitting there in like the third, fourth round, I'm not spending a draft pick on him. I'm not going to say never with him, but with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I'm not drafting him. In his rookie season, he let me down because he didn't get started until later in the year. And then in last season, he was decent. And then in this year, he, no, this right, year is right. his second year. He was just saying. All right, all right. But you're, all right. I know this is your show, but you're imposing <laughs> your subjective views on these people. That's going to affect perhaps their fantasy value in the future with other leagues and stuff from listeners, bro. I'm giving you want to be more responsible with that. I'm giving them perspective. Am I, am, and you don't got to really, say it so vehemently like you mad at like they owe you money or something like that. Leave them guys alone. They don't even know that they're on your team. Guess they're what? just trying to feed their family out there. That's the that's the devil of <laughs> fantasy football right there. Man, I'm just trying to feed my family, man. Guess what? And which is cool. But that's the, also the reason that I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm not just going and running up at them and like sending emails and writing hate mail and like I'm a flatter. Don't like, choose to get injured. No, but at the end of the day, bro, I I chose to put them on my squad and now I'm making the declaration that I'm choosing never to do so again. Like that's cool. They, they, just take the hateful tone out your voice a little no. bit, bro. You can. It's indicative of you're having like losing seasons or, or 500, right? Now. Like you're not doing as well as you need to do or something. Now, sir, how many years have you played fantasy football with me? And how many years have you ever seen me with a losing record? Come I'm on, just saying, bro. You sound tight. Because at the end of the day, I'm 11 and one in one league. And eight and five in another. Now, and that was also, you know, a good way to shift the shine off of the one Carolina Panthers. Go ahead <laughs> with where we were at with them. I don't even want to talk about the game. Oh, my gosh. Yo, this guy. You called me on Monday. You called me on Sunday. Oh, yeah. You saw the game? Oh, Sports Shadamas was right again. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for the recording. Go ahead, bruh. Get yours off, bruh. Here's the thing. After further review on the play, there's no need to talk about that, which is already understood. These people, they listen to the show. They know that I said Cam Newton was a bum. They knew Yo, that, are you serious right now? First they, of all, relax. <laughs> relax. This is what I'm saying, bruh. They knew that I said that this Cam was who he was. I've been saying oh it since February. Before he signed with the... Uh, but then he made the hairs raise on your arms and, and the, the insides tickle when... Come was, on. Yo, pause. No. Like, I, again, I acknowledge that I was excited to see him and the energy was there. But as I put on Facebook, that new cam smell died off quicker than a, a air freshener from Dollar Tree, bro. It was cool while it was there, but... Real quick, it died, bro. So, like, it, 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 I don't, again... I'm at a point, realistically, as a Carolina Panthers fan, where I am no longer investing any emotional energy into my squad. Am I going to watch the games? Yes, because at, at the end of the day, with Cam Newton, we will at least be entertaining to watch. 
Had Sam still been there? Sam Darnold still been the quarterback? I wasn't watching no games. Do I have any hopes of the playoffs? No. I honestly hope and wish and pray that they stop putting us in the hunt in the NFC because that's giving certain fans false hope. We are not going to make the playoffs, bro. We're not a playoff so caliber team. So what? Why are you, again, the guardian of all the fans why not? out here? You're not. But why not? Right? Like, I don't understand Give why. Give whatever fans the optimism that they want, bruh. Some people need that to get through their week. Well, they can. My team's still in the, or, they or can just to, to get through, show, this get one through their bar arguments, get to get through their barbershop talks. You know what I'm saying? They need that mathematical equation of no, we still in it. If because look, like you said it yourself, New Orleans is stinking it up still. A lot of teams losing. I don't know who is winning out here. It seems like everybody's losing. You know? <laughs> I will say this, though. This season, both in, well, specifically in the NFL, there is a higher level of parity than, than, than has been experienced in, in a long time. Similar to what the NBA was last year, especially through the playoffs, everybody was around the same level. Um, and so I, th- I think that's making for a com- more competitive uh, outline and picture. Because honestly, at this point, if you had to pick two teams to be in the playoffs, uh, in the Super Bowl, can could you really be confident in any picks right now? I mean, because if you want to, if let's say you wanted to go chalk and say in the AFC the Titans and or the Patriots even because they're streaking right now, the Patriots and Tampa Bay, neither of them look unbeatable. Both have lost games that they probably should not have lost. And honestly, there, there's no two teams I can say on either side that are just locked right. Yeah, so that parity is absolutely there. Um, even with like, as we go through some of the games, the Bengals and the Steelers, the Bengals are so up and down. They destroy the Steelers, uh, this week, 41 and 10 and lost last, like two weeks ago to like the Jets. It's like, who are these teams, bro? It's, it's, it's so much parody and any given Sunday. I, I think one of the biggest things that's leading to that is this extra game. And with the extra playoff seed teams aren't necessarily I don't want to say giving it their all, but you can see certain ones given spurts. It's like, oh, well, we'll we, we got this. We, we took a loss. It is what it is. We still X amount of seeds away. Even those teams that are competing for that number one buy, it's like nobody really wants it. Dallas looked like they wanted it for a while in the, in the, in the AFC, excuse me, in the NFC, and then they just fell off. But if we look at the playoff picture in the AFC, the Patriots are leading in the East. The Chiefs are leading in the The Chiefs are back on top in the West. Um, the Ravens leading the North by two games over the Bengals. The Titans still are holding on steady with the best lead, best tie for the Patriots for the best record in the AFC. And if you want to slide over to the NFC, Cowboys leading their division, but watch out because Washington is coming. Just put, watching them play uh, against us last week, watching them play this week, Washington's defense has looked better since Chase Young went out. Which I didn't fully expect at all, because that dude's a monster. But Who they're else looking you good. Give credit to, bro. Do you want me to say Tyler Heineke? Is that is is is, is that where where that fishing expedition was going right now? It's just a quick question, That's bro. All. He's playing football. He's doing his job. Oh, what do you, what do you God, want me to say, man. bro? <laughs> give the man his credit. No, man. no, give I ain't got to do credit. nothing. But stay black and die. No, I'm kidding. But. Uh, Get the Holy Ghost. But anyway, the NFC West is led by the Cardinals. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they can become healthy. They still do have the best record right now at nine and two in the NFC, uh, but not far behind them is nine and three. The Packers, as well as eight and three, the Buccaneers leading the South. So uh, again, I mean, it's 
anybody's game right now. It could Absolutely. be anybody's spot in the Super Bowl. Some of the usual suspects still up there. Like you said, the Chiefs made their way back to the top. The Packers mm-hmm. um, up there. Um, also, um, quick question for you, if if it's okay. Go for it. Yeah, top three underwhelming quarterback performances of this season. Uh, top three. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, even though he's bouncing back now and getting the resurgence, he has been um, somewhat down. Um, Danny Dimes out in um, in New York. Um, what is his name? Danny Jones. Dan Jones. I expected more from him this season. Now, I understand that he is playing behind a horrific offensive line. And then even Who with keeps the, getting Saquon injured. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even with the change of their offensive coordinator, I expected a little bit more out of Danny Dimes as well. Um, and if I had to pick one more, anybody who's like, who's lacing up at the quarterback position for quarterback position for the Carolina Panthers. Underwhelmed. <laughs> Underwhelmed. <laughs> you said anybody. Anybody. So PJ Walker. And- Anybody. Cam and Sam Darnold. Yes. Collectively. Any former Panther, current Panther. Mm. <laughs> I'm talking Steve Berline. I'm talking Kerry Collins. All of them boys underwhelming me this year. So it is what it is. Who are your three? Uh, I'm going to go with... <laughs> you said... <laughs> I'll go with... Um, Jameis Wilson. Jameis Winston. Um, surprise on my list. Okay. Terrific time. Underwhelming. Okay. Even though he's in the MVP conversation. Would you expect him to come and Patrick Mahomes it? Brett Favre it or something. I don't okay. know. Okay. Peyton Manning that thing. Have a season like he did with uh, Randy Moss. And uh, that'll get a lot of things stirred up for our listeners. Cause it sounds like I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just saying from... <laughs> The standard that I hold Tom Brady at. I got you. Um, the expectation you had. Like I said, yeah, to answer the to really answer the question is top underwhelming or that would be under surprising performances. Let's put it like that. Okay. Underwhelming. Um the kid out of New York, not Danny Dimes, but the other kid, Zach, Zach Wilson. Yeah. Him. Um him, Sam Darnold, of course. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that that dude doesn't deserve a job next season, bro. <laughs> With I think why anybody. because he made you he sold you he sold you he sold you he sold you in the preseason or before everything happened as oh this is going to be this this optimistically this is he's going to be able to manage games enough and if we have a healthy front then we will all see the promised land soon enough as Panther fans and as soon as he started going south he was like man forget that dude. But no, see, no, I didn't switch. And and you said that consistently, but I said <laughs> I stated what needed to happen for us to be successful with him, and that didn't happen. I even in the first three weeks, while we were talking about it, I remained consistent. You've you've said this, but I don't know if you go back and listen, you'll hear that I said, I'm I'm glad that we won, but he still did this. There were passes, there were things that had me not believing in him. Stating what we need to do to win and then coming behind it. And being observant and being factual doesn't mean that I bought in, doesn't mean that I was a fan, doesn't mean that I was strict. It means that I stated what we needed to do to win. And as he started to do those things and we were winning, I then said, yes, but. And then when he completely fell apart, I then 
express my disdain for him because at the end of the day, I wasn't going back and forth. I'm I, I'm objective. Even when you say that I'm being Hedgy Murphy. Hedgy Winslow. Uh, whatever it is that you want to say in the wrongness that you are, it's never me hedging. It's me saying what needs to happen and then stating what I think will happen. Hedgy Murray played for the Mets. Anyhow, uh, another honorable mention um, <sighs> that... I think we both have on our mind. up the... <laughs> Mr. Russell Wilson. <sighs> Bruh, that guy is... Did um <sighs> did Chase Youngless Washington football team's defense look better without Chase Young or look better with Russell Wilson on the field? I, th- I think it's them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even nah, what they did yeah. to Cam in, in last week... And um, I want to say who somebody played a couple of weeks ago that they they just been playing re- since he went down they've been playing really good ball Def- offenses can't focus exclusively on him which is allowing some of the other ones to just really ball out and be positionless and and really playing some good ball but Russell Wilson man I, I I said a couple of weeks ago that oh next season it's either him or Aaron Rodgers in Carolina I'm not and then I'm gonna say that I'm not sure that I want him because at the end of the day I would take Russell Wilson over Great upgrade. everybody exactly. that we got in Charlotte he's, right now. Exactly. He's still got an arm. Right. And 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 with his improvisational skills. And if we have an updated line next year, I really still think that he could be um a bit more. But if you had to pick between him and Aaron, who would you want? Um That's a great question, man. I think that's an awesome question. I think they both have about the same amount of mileage left. I would want Aaron Rodgers. Uh, both are gamers and, and great competitors. That's just a tough question, but I would want Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like you said, both would be a, a, an upgrade. But Aaron Rodgers is a different animal, man. Um, I watched his play, um, and I forget who they played, um, but he, they were playing somebody, and I watched him carve the defense with his accuracy the long ball 60 yards down the field and it dropped it like a like a bread basket bro just like and uh, Aaron Rodgers for me easily bro like um, I, I, and I don't think he gets enough credit well I, I know sports center has done the soft story on it but he doesn't get enough credit for how he's mastered the Hail Mary pass mm, oh yeah easily best long ball Hail Mary thrower in league history for me easily um, and another thing, the fact that he will be out of his contract at the conclusion of the season. So him coming would be a free agent signing. If we were to get Russell Wilson, it would have to be with a trade, which would mean it would cost us more than than what Aaron would to bring him in. So um, I'm, I'm definitely hoping Aaron just, you know, decides he wants to come warm. He wants to play uh, Tom twice a year and, and kind of mix from there. Overall, this week was a, an excellent week. I, I know we're looking forward to – um, some of the matchups that are coming up in the next couple of weeks, in the next week, because I say couple of weeks, but before you know it, fantasy playoffs will be right here, man. What what, what are you looking like to, as far as getting into the playoffs in your leagues? Just Please. checking Wayfair for the different um, couches and stuff they have available. <laughs> <laughs> to be right there on the sideline checking it out. Do you see my face? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I'm not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Negro. Uh, <laughs> Gotta keep it Crux family family friendly. <laughs> Negro. Now, but you win some, you lose some. A lot. You lose a lot. <laughs> do, do you know right off the top of your head? I got head to the um what your, your record. record. I don't even want to talk about that stuff, but 
it got to the point where you just like, you know what I mean? Man, what else I got going on in life? Like, <laughs> it's a basketball season. Yeah. And I still, trust me, I still like I'm looking around for transactions and <laughs> seeing different people on the wire who's some of the free agents out there. Uh-huh. But it's just that that space where I can't get no traction to make no splashes like a like a, like like a, a real league. GM would. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. I can't make no statements in none of these leagues. Rosters are just they're dis they're, when you watch the performance on Sunday, it's like decimating in front of you. What are you doing? Right. Throw to lock it. Or you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah, I had so I, I was down to our frat brother Ashton in one of our leagues uh, by 60 points. And I had Terry McLaurin was my only one. He was he balling had, out. No. Oh, McLaurin, he wasn't. I needed 60 points. Uh, right. And it, I think he finished with like 14. Oh. Um, but like the whole game, like I started watching, I was like, yes, yes. Yeah, nah, he's not going to do nothing. This is nothing. Like everybody, like the run game was just too much. And it's just like, yeah, nah, I'm good. Mm. Uh, it's frustrating to be that close to victory and then let down. Uh, your boy, um, oh, let's talk about the Baltimore game because, oh, listen, that was frustrating for me because I had um, oh, Baltimore's quarterback, Lamar Jackson. I had Lamar. In fantasy, on that same league and that same team with a chance. Like, if he had gotten just his projected points, I would have only needed, like, 30 points or 20 points, which would have been a lot more realistic. Ultimately, I would have still lost. But four interceptions? And, and, and like, I get it, like, that they still won the game. But, bro, <laughs> fantasy matters, mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. As a professional football player, especially a skills player, somebody that touches the ball or something like that, mm-hmm. you when you leave in the stadium and you're seeing a lot of these eyes or whatever looking at you and you mess around and won, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're, like, looking at them like, are y'all Ravens fans or not, man? Yeah, exactly. Like, and yo. people looking at you like, my man, what's up? <laughs> and see, that's the gift and the curse of drafting, like, Panthers players, and I try not to have too many. Like, if there's some, like, if DJ falls to me or something like that, then we already talked about me staying away from Christian or whatever. But to have them not performing and we win, it's always that, oh, well, my team still won. But, like, Lamar, I don't give, I don't care nothing about them but the Ravens. But at the end of the day, four picks, four picks bro. Like, what are you doing, Bubba? You know what? Um, I'll kind of put a bow tie on. Or a bow on any of my fantasy talk with this. So I, what what affected me this season a lot more than I thought it would was the the last minute or the late COVID scratches. Mm. I was not attentive to that at all. Like I wasn't, you know, prepared for those type of things. My bench wasn't um, wasn't suited right for to <laughs> to be able to cover them. Yeah, like there was a lot where everything looked healthy, everything looked fine, you know, and then. At game time, I see COV next to a player, and I'd be like, "Wait, what? What exactly?" Or like the ones like in New Orleans, Alvin Kamara, who waits until like right up until game time. He's a game time. I ain't seen more so many game time decisions that's with injuries saying. than a little that's bit. That's what I man. mean. Yeah, oh. I, and I thought it was just me, but that that's definitely had an effect for me. Yeah, and, and real quick, and I'm gonna say this, and, I'm gonna, and we, we can move forward. You know who else was tremendously honorable mention for uh, letdown players of the year? Calvin Ridley, man. Like I understand mental health is important, but wh- what you doing, bro? Like he, there was weeks that he was even out there and just was not yeah, showing not up. In. I mean, hey, you look all all over the NFC South and his plays that wasn't checked in. Yeah, overall football season is is exciting. We are appreciating it because. 
before you know it, man, it'll be done and gone and we won't have no more football. But when we do get to that point, that just means it's more basketball. And with that, let's go ahead and pivot to the NBA and talk about a little bit of those scores. For sure, yeah. On Monday night, we had uh, the 76ers. Let's start off with the 76ers over the Magic, 101-96. The Nuggets beat the Heat, 120-111. The Bulls beat the Hornets uh, in the the Ball Bowl, 133-119. Uh, hey. uh, the Rockets beat the Thunder, 102-89. You got to grow up. The Timberwolves <laughs> beat the Pacers, 100-98. Cavaliers over the Mavericks. Uh, 114 and 96. The Spurs beat the Wizards 116 and 99. The Jazz over the Trailblazers 129 and 107. The Pelicans over the Clippers 123 to 104. Uh, before I circle back around to the the Balls Bulls Bowl um, tonight, you have a couple of marquee matchups as mm-hmm. far as the Knicks playing the Nets. The Lakers play the Kings in an in-state rivalry and. The seventeen and three Suns face off against the eighteen and two Golden State Warriors. So some good basketball on tonight. Yeah, overall, let's talk uh, since we'll be addressing some of those during Big Deal No Thing. Uh, let's talk about the previous games and the scores. Which ones of those stood out to you? Since you want to talk about the Ball Bulls. Yeah, battle. I mean mainly that the Chicago game. Um, you know, uh, the brothers facing each other, mm-hmm. lifetime. Um, kind of a lifetime uh, familiarity as far as with game and stuff like that. And I know your tendencies, you know mine. So definitely that uh, stood out. Has um, Zion laced up yet for the Pelicans this season? It doesn't. It, it doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem that way for some reason. Do you think Do you think he's approaching bust status with as much time as he's missed in this young career? I mean, somebody else that we'll talk about soon here, um, but... That window is getting smaller and smaller for a majority of the NBA players. But, you know, it's the same type of stories with, your, you know, the Kembas of the world and stuff like that. You're just starting to see that longevity, longevity is a difficult thing whenever it comes to um, if you're not durable. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'll tell you what. If I'm going to jump to a different game real quick, I am interested in seeing uh, your boy get out of um, Portland, man. I want to really, really, really see... Um, Dame Dollar be able to to get some some action going on in his career, man. Because with their one hundred seven to uh, one twenty nine loss to the Jazz, uh, I don't even think he played in that game. But like, I'm really, really, really ready for him to just come on to uh, to L A, man. Like, all right, yeah, all right, relax, relax. Because I was gonna say I, I was I was with you up until then. I think I think he's ready to leave there too. Um, but. Everybody that doesn't work out at any other team is not destined for La La Land, bro. Okay. Not everybody. And I won't even say the workout because there is one who, not quiet as is kept. There's somebody who, and I guess it's not that quiet because they are talking about it now. There's a, a guard for a certain team in his hometown who uh, is not working out. He has been recently removed from the starting lineup and essentially been benched. I see that being a trade really likely that we may be able to make and kind of give them a little piece for Mr. Kimball Walker can bring his talents all the way across the country from New York to LA. And I think he would look good in the purple and gold and fit. I think he would be a good quality backup point guard for us uh, and kind of help get some good minutes. Cause we're not going to want him to play defense like Tibbs does. It, it, we're, that's just that we are defensively sound, but we're not as uh, attentive to it as you guys are. You're breathing hard. Tell me because, what you're Because, bro, you, 
You just don't. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't like when you talk like this, mainly, because um, what's your man's name that used to be Kobe's agent? Um, Palenka, yeah, Rob. That's who you be. That's who you like be sounding like, bro. You don't have any leverage with the <laughs> Lakers, okay? You be really confident in here, yo. We might end up getting him because this, this, and that. No, no, okay. It's not gonna go off because Big Cliff said so. No, bro. He doesn't like the it. West Coast. I said, <laughs> I said that. I said that. You Kemba's just find Kemba. where he is, all you right? Just, no, so you honestly, let's 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 be objective or subjective here. Objective. Let's be right, objective. Let's not be subjective, right? Let's be objective. Yes or no? Will Kimball Walker be a Nick by the trade deadline? No. I'm not even going to give you the end of the season by the trade deadline. No, it's an experiment going wrong. Yes or no? Are there better fits for Kimball Walker in his current state than Los Angeles? Yes. Name two. Um. Toronto and <laughs> I'm just saying some stuff Toronto. fast. Exactly. I'm just saying some teams fast. But um I mean listen, better than what he's what he's where he's at now, it's not about oh, you know, LA is the perfect place for me. It is what y'all try to do. Stack and hoard talent and make the mind stars, and it never works out, bruh. Why don't y'all work on internally? Whatever y'all got going on before y'all come on bringing other personalities and other headlines out there to L.A. I don't see a problem with bringing the headlines and highlights. For years, at towards the end of Kobe's career and a couple of years after, we were abysmally nothingness. Just empty. So much so that many of the, the Lakers fans transitioned into becoming Warriors fans. They gone. They just gone. They down there in Oakland with them boys. However, there are, are the tried and true who remember those years and will do anything to never get back to that. I, I, I for a franchise like the Los Angeles Lakers, the seventeen-time so championship. Where does he fit in at? On the bench, coming off the bench, bringing some energy, uh, backing up Russ. Uh, I, There's a lot of better places for him. I don't see it. Not to be a contender and Dallas. and get and get quality. Who? Dallas. You think him and Luca are gonna work Utah. together? You just said back. You think him and Russell are going to work together? What are we yes. talking about? Exactly. So yes, is my answer then. <laughs> what are you talking about? His style of play don't work with it with them. They too. They, uh, they. He likes the ball in his hand and likes to be a facilitator. Sounds um, like Luca. Exactly. Exactly. So but if no. he comes off the bench and and okay, gives okay. him a spell, then okay, I'll give you that. I can see that. But he wants just to come, stop trying. No, but he, he wants to come to contender. All right. You don't want to go to Cali. Why? Who wouldn't he want to go to, to Cali? Talk to me, bruh. I'm going, going back, back to all Cali, right, right. Cali. Yeah, at the end of the day, bro, um, I, I wish Kimba the best. I would love to see him in L.A., but um, you, you made an argument for Dallas that I could hear, and, and it'll definitely uh, be interesting to see if he ends up there, but I just know that New York is not where he is going to be um, moving forward. Uh, honestly, New York ain't where he want to be. L.A. may realistically not be where he wants to end up as well. With both of us being the seven seeds in our respective conferences, mm. um, you guys are two games under, or excuse me, two games Yo, over five hundred. Exactly, stop making that mistake, man. And we're exactly at five hundred with eleven, eleven. But we both have the eleven wins. Um, it's it's anybody's season still yet to be remains. Um, even with LeBron missing so much of the games that he has, I think he's missed like eleven or twelve games so far this season. And then just read a few minutes ago that he's going to be actually missing a couple more mm -hmm. um, with the health and safety protocols. So 
Um, I mean, shout out to the big markets. Honestly, it's a testament to how difficult it is to play there. Some some guys could kind of um, zone out at all of the noise and the distractions. But, you know, so take a guy like Kemba, you back home. Come on, mm-hmm. you telling me you ain't at your mama's crib four Chilling times a people. week. Yeah, exactly. playing spades. You know, might hit the Hennessy or something. They're not an official sponsor, but you <laughs> know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like, you never know just how comfortable he is, respectively, at home. Same thing with Russ. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're back in L.A. Right, right. You know, so. We'll see with Russ. Russ. It's a gift and a curse, I think. And I think it was you and I that were talking. Um, Russ just is who he is. He's the Cam Newton of the NBA and vice versa. Um yeah, that was another failed experiment. I, I wouldn't be upset if they decided they wanted to trade him for as much as they could get back and and, and, and try to salvage the rest of the season somehow. But that's going to lead us uh, out of NBA and up to big deal, no thing. You know, the segment is where we discuss some headlines and tell that's you. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah that, nah, yeah. that ain't no thing. Yeah, you know what it is. Uh, we discuss some headlines and tell you whether or not it's a big deal or no thing. So first up, DeMarcus Cousins is expected to sign a one-year deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. Big deal or no thing? Uh, big deal. That's a big deal. And I'm going to go the other way. Nah, that ain't no thing. Why you say it, bro? Um, I was reluctant to say big deal. I wanted to go with no thing because... Now, who sounds like Hedgie Winslow? But um, <laughs> because of um, because of his age and uh-huh. and where he's at in his career, he's become a journeyman. Um, and I wanted to say no thing, but honestly, that's one of the pieces that can re-energize this organization and and kind of a piece that can solidify them back um, with a you know with a deep run in the playoffs if it if it works out the right way. Um, yeah, and that, that's pretty much it. I don't see anything over 10 points averaged or anything mm-hmm. like that or over 10 rebounds averaged, but I think it's a body and it's six fouls. Right. I think I can see where they would what they were trying to do and trying to reach with that. They were going for the whole um replacement of PJ kind of thing. But like you mentioned, for all the reasons that you just said with his age, uh his deteriorating just physicality and everything. I just don't think that that's going to work out and be a good fit for them. So that's, for me, not a big deal. Next up, Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy out for Week 13 matchup in Thursday night football against the New Orleans Saints. Big deal or no thing? Big deal. Yeah, I agree. Big big deal. That's a big deal. Um, Why you say it, bro? Uh, in no way does it have to do with their opponent whatsoever, but at all, <laughs> yeah. You know, anytime I have a chance to take a shot at the NFC South, but hey, um, with just the, the way that the way that the way that the Cowboys season is going, that's just the last thing that they needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, they they seem to be uh, cowboying it up in the most cowboy fashion. As they typically do yearly. Giving Stephen A. all of the material that he Everything needs. that that guy needs. and But at the end of the day, not having your head coach for uh, on a short week like this, it is absolutely going to be a big deal for them. Uh, hopefully, though, uh, the Saints don't try to, like, be somebody this year and they can just go ahead and lose out and continue to fall down in the NFC South standings. Next up, uh, we, you mentioned it earlier. Let's jump into some of these basketball games that are going on on uh, for us. It's tonight for you guys. It was last night. 
New York Knicks at 11 and 9, the seventh seed in the West, excuse me, in the East, take on the Brooklyn Nets, 14 and 6, who are the first seed in the East. Big deal or no thing? Um, I'm going to say big deal. Okay. That's a big deal. I actually agree. Big deal. Why you say? That's a big deal. Uh, but, like, since the Nets have come to, to Brooklyn, it's it's been a, kind of a quiet or a brewing rivalry, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, with the positions that they're in, um, with everything going on with the Nets, and they're still able to perform mm-hmm. this year and hold, you know, where they're doing, KD's doing what he's doing all season, it's, it's, really, it's really a testament to KD and his talent. But um, it, it's a big uh, test for the Knicks uh, to see where they're at, um, I think, whenever they play tonight. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it's, a, it's a big test, and I think it's going to be a good game. Um, the rivalry you talked about, if we if we could coin it, do, could we call it the battle for the boroughs, maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah. uh, overall... <laughs> That would be hard to do. Anyway, I think the <laughs> I think the matchup is going to be good. Like you said, Kevin Durant has been playing out of his mind this entire season. Does James Harden even still like play basketball? Who like I'm just saying, uh, if anybody has been affected by the new rules changes, I was just about to bring that up. It has been him and one that you brought up earlier, but one Dame Lillard. Uh, yes, but but definitely James. I think. Yeah, his whole the he can't even seem like he can get into the flow of the gameplay. Uh, I'm not sure how much of that has to do with not having Kyrie there, but James Harden just is a shell of a former of his former self. Next up on the slate, we've got Golden State Warriors at 18 and two, the first seed in the West versus the streakingly hot. Get what I see? See what I did there? Phoenix Sun, 17 and three, who are the second seed in the West, one versus two matchup. Big deal or no thing? Um. Uh, no thing. Nah, I hate no thing. I'm gonna say it's a big I'm deal, even though I wanted to say no thing. But tell me why you say no thing, and I'll tell you why I was gonna say it. Um, with a one-two matchup in the NBA, it's just it's just not uh, the same, if you will, as other like like if if it was college football or something, for instance, right. and things like that. Both of these teams are are streaking. Both of these teams are playing playing pretty well, very strong, and um, somebody's got to lose. So, <laughs> I and, and I get what you're saying, and I think I, I, I was leading down the road to that when I was thinking about the pick, but then I thought about it, and at the end of the day, they are both, because they are both streaking, because they are both playing such a high level of basketball, I fully expect this to be a, a, a really good game, and I'm excited to watch it. It's going to be a good game, but... To me, again, it ain't no thing as far as the outcome of the game. Yeah, because at the end of the day, whoever loses, that just means they reset their winning streak and and go knock out, knock down the next ten opponents. So I can see that in, in, with regards to that. But I do anticipate a really good game. Honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being a Western Conference Finals preview uh, between the two of them. Um, assuming my Lakers don't get there, which takes me to our last topic. The Los Angeles Lakers forward LeBron James has been fined for an obscene gesture Friday night and warned about his profanity. Uh, now, I'm asking you a big deal, no thing, but I'm also going to give you the header. Is LeBron James becoming a bad boy? Big deal, no thing. It's no thing, bro. All right? It's nah, no thing. that ain't no thing. 
Nah, that ain't no thing. I agree, that ain't no thing. But go and tell me why you say it. It's literally no thing. It's like, it was nothing. This, this would be what uh, the villain 2.0. He tried it the first time in, in Miami. Miami. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, again, like honestly, he's at the stage in his career um, with enough mileage and stuff like that where he can get away with. You know, when you talk to your, you know, this past Thanksgiving, I'm sure you talked to your dad. Shout out to him. Um, any other older male um, relatives you might have talked to, mm-hmm. and they have a certain uh, uh, don't give a about themselves, you <laughs> right, know. Right, right, right. So they done it. Yeah. LeBron's reaching out in his NBA career to me, where look, you know, I'm LeBron. I got to remind y'all sometime, but you know, he might say the D word. In, in, in a post game interview, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, LeBron. LeBron just cursed!" Yeah, but it's it's LeBron James, so nah, it ain't no thing. I say it for the same reasons. Um, I, I heard someone begin to try to make the argument, "Oh, well, he's gotten suspended for the first time in his career, and now he's being lewd and obscene on the court, and he's cussing, and he's, I mean, he's always done the things, but like you said, he's just at a point in his career like I'm LeBron James, bro. Like, there's literally not much more I can do to solidify my spot in like." the perpetuity of all great basketball players. So uh, it's not a big deal for me. Now, I will say if it continues and or if, if it escalates and he somehow like, like has some type of mental breakdown or some source or just kind of rants or something, that may be so. But at this point, it's it's not right. a thing he's at seen, all. He seems completely mentally stable. It seems like it's his competitor coming out and we just have access to some louder mics or, or you know, exactly. and, and things like that. But it just seems like competition to me. And as long as he's having fun, then it's all good. Like, that's the best LeBron, I think, to be playing for the Lakers is if he's loose. And having like, fun. when you talk, exactly. When you're talking like that, you're in the game. It ain't, you know what I'm saying? You're not nervous or you're stressing like, or something. Yeah. At the end of the day. So, well, go ahead. I was going to say, players might nowadays talk talk that trash to talk themselves up. up. Yeah. Right, to right, get right, you, right, to right, get right. You, get you right. Yeah, and and you and you're right, and and honestly, LeBron done made his money, so he it's like it is what it is. Uh, but speaking of making some money, there's some folks that have gotten uh, some diversity in their Team bank chain. accounts. Yeah. So let's jump straight into I get money. So as you guys may have heard recently, there have been um, several college coaches who have left their high-profile Division I teams to go to other high-profile Division I teams. Uh, the first one we're going to talk wait, about. Wait, wait, not in the offseason? Not in the offseason, in the middle Smack of dab. the season. Right. Um, in, in top 10 It's teams. like dancing with your girl at prom, and she just leaves you and goes with the uh, yeah, quarterback, like, the starting I, quarterback. I appreciate you uh, dancing with me all prom and the nice dinner. And I know you had plans afterwards, but uh, uh, this next dance, I'm going to go dance with Big Beefcake, and he's going to take me home. It's like, really? So Lincoln Riley, formerly of the Oklahoma Sooners, who have made the college football playoffs three out of four years, has left Oklahoma and signed a contract with USC. Now, as I looked into the contract, mm-hmm. bro, because we got to give him a round of applause whenever you say the contract. I'm First sorry. of all, shout out to Lincoln Riley. It's a grimy move, but listen, you you got off. You bro. just got to chase. Yeah, can you can you hate the man or hate and, the game? And that's exactly it. Hate the player. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. 
$110 million for a 10-year contract, bro. In addition to the just the financial blessing of this contract, USC is going to buy both of his home his homes in Norman, Oklahoma for $500,000 over the asking price. So that's an additional million dollars, huh? Just go ahead and put that in your pocket. They are also going to buy him a $6 million home in L.A., uh, as well as giving him the unlimited use of their private jet 24-7 for him and his family. Uh, Mr. Lincoln Riley, sir, you made off, bruh. <laughs> mm. I, I just, it, it fathoms me. I feel like I'm in the wrong profession. Instead of reporting on sports, I need to start coaching and and, and try to get some of this, this, this NCAA money because yowzer. And then, like, you mentioned the point that it happened in the season right like right before the this week's um standings were dropped for the college football playoffs but it, it, it's the timing is just so crazy for me and just as quickly there were some reports out there that he was looking into the LSU job which takes us to our next lineup uh for the I got money Mr. former Notre Dame coach Brian Kelly Brian signed a 10-year $100 million contract with incentives that should actually bring his average yearly value contract up to $15 million per year. So LSU was like, yeah, we didn't get our guy, but we're going to get a guy. They're, the, the, the donors, the big dollar donors out there were just like, you know what? It's cool. We know that y'all are out here. You know, we're we, we going to get a coach. We'll just go steal one from a number six team in the country who realistically, let's say Alabama loses. And let's say Cincinnati lose, loses both in their uh, conference championships, depending upon what the score is and what kind of games it looks like. Both of them could, could potentially be pushed out of the top four, which would then put Notre Dame smooth because they don't have they're off this week without having a conference championship to play for smooth into the top four and, and, and to be on that level to be in the college football playoff. It's crazy to me to see how many top tier quote coaches have made these transitions lately. The man. Shrimp, uh the shrimp etouffee and the uh, crawfish just got a little bit tastier down there in New Orleans <laughs> and uh, Louisiana, Baton Rouge. But um, yeah, it's it's nuts. I think that um, that Lane Kiffin tweeted out some uh, eye emojis. That look at it. <laughs> <laughs> like yo, when's my turn? <laughs> what about what I and then um, I think Pete Carroll tweeted out, hey, big head, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> hey, big head, y'all miss me. Listen. But in all seriousness, the capitalism and the ultra dollars, like, I'm thinking about, like, which jersey sale or ticket sale was that hundred mil- hundred <laughs> hundred millionth dollar? Like, to, mm. you know what I mean? But uh, that's besides the point. Again, these guys that are putting the product on the field mm-hmm. and actually executing mm-hmm. and doing mm-hmm. things like that and are risking their their careers and years off of their life um, by, by going out there, blood, sweat, and tears every week, um, all for the, uh, the institution that is the right. NCAA. Right. And we see outside of the AD who the, uh, the big fish are, who the, the people that's eating are. And it's it's a it's a bittersweet thing. Like you mentioned earlier, Cliff, you hate the hate the game and not the player. That's because it. I, I, I really don't I really can't knock a Brian Kelly. I can't knock 
um, a Nick Saban. I can't knock a Pete Carroll when he moved up and, and went back. I can't knock a Harbaugh's. You know, it's mm-hmm. the game. Absolutely. These moves at the timing that they have been executed are going to do a lot of things. Bob Stoops, who was named the interim coach for Oklahoma, who actually this weekend is being inducted into the College Football uh, Hall of Fame, uh, in his first conference uh, press conference just announcing him as the interim, he, he talked at pretty much ad nauseum about how no one coach is um, the – program and how bigger the, than the program bigger than the program exactly and, and 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 i started thinking about that if that was the case then why are the coaches the ones making these hundred million dollars and these players have to do the nil and have just recently gotten access to even getting the money exactly um one other aspect that i'm looking at the reason that these these coaches are switching now is because of the early signing period from it being switched um over the early uh, early summer up into the february mark they're, they want every second that they can have on the road for recruiting. Lincoln Riley has already gotten recruits to begin decommitting from Oklahoma, and he's already hitting the road. Shoot, even um, Brian Kelly was in a recruit's home two hours before he was announced, went back to that same home and was like, hey, all right, now I'm over here. You uh, you want to come play in the SEC? It, 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 they have to have the mentality that they have because of the way that the game is set up. I would not be surprised if college football says, hey, we don't like this. It's now time for us to do away with this February signing period so that they can get back to some of the fundamentals of the recruitment because it's already a, a dog-eat-dog world out there in the recruitment anyway. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if if that changes and we see implemented before next season the removal of that February date to allow yeah, this not to happen moving forward. It's just crazy to me. I can remember as early as 2001, 2002, me being in high school, mm-hmm. where it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing, if that makes sense. Right. You know, it's, it's something that's grown. Of course, um, if KG made his announcement that he's going straight to the league or Kobe made his announcement that he's going straight to the league, you're going to have newspapers and, and the press there and stuff like that. But these are once in uh, yeah, eon. Generational talent type Talents yeah. and, and stuff. And nowadays, it would be like, you know, no offense to, It'll be like a Joe Schmo going to Newberry College or something like. Shout out to Newberry, right? But, but, but still, it, they're not perspective. Alabama. Yeah. And then you know, oh, we're it's it's a huge it's signing day. It's a huge mm-hmm. thing now, where you know you got high school cats on um, on TV, or you've got viral moments where high school cats pick a team that their parents didn't want them to pick, and you see oh, their the parents going off. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's like you putting these kids in these situations early where you don't know if they're going to excel in college. Right. And, and see, the, it's the culture that that just is out there right now. And, like, even with the – there's academic signing days now. I can remember working in college admissions, and we're going to sign the kids who have just decided, I'm coming to your college regularly because that's something that they see, something that they've wanted. And so now they made it so that those who are looking at academics get a little taste of that too. And so it's, it's definitely a part of the culture. Uh, it's definitely – Um, changed things a lot over the years, and I wouldn't be surprised to see some reversion back to the way things used to be. Uh, Just before we move forward with I Got Money, there is one more individual we want to go ahead and give a shout-out to uh, in the Major League Baseball. Mr. Max Scherzer has signed a three-year contract with the New York Nets. Excuse me, with the New York Mets, not Nets. Worth $130 million. The contract has set him at the highest, uh, the set the record for the highest average 
annual value at $43.3 million per year to throw a baseball. I don't know what decisions I made in life that just didn't allow me to be able to get three, uh, 444 or $43.3 million a year. But I sure would like to go back in time and rethink some of those decisions, man. There's money getting made out here in professional sports, bro. I'm trying to figure out how how baseball still got all of their money. <laughs> For real. But if you think about it, 100 and, and what, 80? Whatever games. Yeah, yeah, 180 games. And you think about the tickets. You can go in there and pay $17 in cash for a ticket. Or if you want some of the great seats, you may look at $500, $1,000 for seats. And that's every one. And then you got your double headers. And then you got all of your endorsements. As much as we may not, in, in our region of the country, uh, be as, from not I won't say as supportive, but we don't support baseball like we do for football in the South. But across the country, there are still right. some. And I mean, I, I, shout out to Charleston and stuff. And that, in the greater Charleston area, mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, definitely. With the yeah, with the uh, River Dogs. And, um, and like the North Charleston Little League team and stuff like that. A lot of those guys out there. It's a, you know, it's, it's a sport that they love down there at least. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, but shout out to Max though, man. Max, uh, Max Scherzer, if you're listening to the show, bro, we appreciate it. Let me hold a dollar for you. Say you ain't got 5, it, man. Five thousand. I'll shoot. I'll shoot high. Shoot high. Let me get five thousand, bro. I know that's right. As we move forward, we uh, it's time for our uh, nothing to do with sports segment. This week, it's a little bit of a somber topic. Um, the father of Otis Anderson Jr., former UCF Knights running back, has been charged with the killing of his son, Otis Anthony, excuse me, Otis Anderson Jr., who was shot and killed at his parents' house in Jacksonville, Florida, on Monday evening. So rest in peace to Otis Anderson. Um, it's, it's a sad situation overall. Um, it said they got into an argument that an escalated, uh, well, Senior got into an argument with the, uh, with the mother that escalated. Junior tried to intervene, and at that point, that's when his father returned from the garage met him in the kitchen and took his life, man. Uh, a sad situation. He has been since taken into custody and, and charged with the murder. But uh, rest in peace to him. I know his teammates mm-hmm. and everybody else there in that world um, are mourning his loss right now. It's just yet another thing, man. Things happen so um, quickly, man. Yeah. I the, the only thing that's coming to me to even say, bro, is in all sincerity is um, – to me, cars, cars and guns, um, you know, people just have an innate responsibility whenever they're in possession of them. And, uh, you know, you just have to be responsible. I, you know, I, I hope people get that connection. Of, of, and I didn't lose anybody by saying cars and guns, but, you know, they're both just pieces of machinery that's not to be played with, not exactly. to be taken for granted. And it's a split split decision if you're operating these things the wrong way or mismanaging them, that could change several lives. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you guys, again, like he said, be safe with him out there, man, and uh, we wish the best for for his family and those who survived by him. So uh, before we get out, bro, anything you got? You want to holler at the people to tell them anywhere you're going to be or anything got going on coming up? Uh, no, nah, not not anywhere that I'm going to be, but <laughs> shout out to uh, Claflin University. Hey. Um, I know that they're hosting their, I think it's their inaugural or first yep. annual uh, HBCU Classic down there in Orangeburg, uh, South Carolina this weekend. So shout out to them. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. If if you see me out there, come holler at me. Let me know, and um, I'll, I'll make sure I have some swag with me to go ahead and give out some uh, Carolina Sports Talk swag. And if you are interested in being a part of the show, you can check us out uh, on our Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. But again, if you see me down there at the Classic, go ahead and hit me up. Give me my six feet, you know. But still, I'll have some swag for you as well. Well, we appreciate you tuning in to another episode. We want to make sure that you follow us on our social media at Carolina Sports Talk on Facebook and Instagram, or you can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. Until next time, peace.